Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. A brotherly meltdown. Welcome in the beginning. Of another week of the Ben Maller Show, we are in the air everywhere as the balloon goes up coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the flight deck as we soar on the red eye all night long, hanging out here at the Fox Sports Radio Studios hope all is well with you. We are back at it again. Had a productive weekend. Eh, a lot of traveling around over the weekend. But our lead this hour coming from the NBA. And I'm not going to start where you think I'm going to start. I'm going to zig when you think I'm going to zag. And we go to game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals, the upstart Atlanta Hawks against the heavily favored 76ers. Figure game seven, the home team wins most of the time in game seven. Certainly Philadelphia, if you break the roster player for player, you'd say, well, the Sixers, come on, they're going to win. They were the top team in the East this year. They're not going to blow it. And they blew it. Did you watch? I don't know if you watched this or not. I don't know what you had going on. But let me give you the condensed recap. So in a game that was nip and tuck uh, for for much of the the evening, both teams feeling the pressure. Some guy named Kevin Herter. I don't know who that is, but he scored 27 points, Kevin Herter. And Trey Young, who didn't play particularly well most of the game, ended up with 21, made some big baskets late. And the Atlanta Hawks, by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin, squeeze their way past the Sixers, 103-96, to and they take Game 7, they get it done on the road, and they have advanced 
The Atlanta Hawks, if you had them in your bracket, they are going to the Eastern Conference Final. But we have plenty of time to talk about the Hawks. The better story here is in the losing locker room. And Philadelphia, we have a problemo, Philadelphia. So let us discuss. Now the question, did the Hawks win this game or did the Sixers (coughs) (coughs) uh, lose the game? Uh, yeah, this is this is obvious. Uh, this is all on Philly. This is all on Philly. Now, my thoughts on this: you've got the denominator barrel and red tag, and we will tie all of these things together into an adequate Maller monologue. Now, a you get what you pay for. You get what you anticipate in life when you make certain decisions. There are a trickle down level of effect when you make certain moves. The 76ers, for example, had decided last offseason that they needed a change in the coaching room. And they could have hired anyone. It was a very attractive job. Big market, superstar players, a city uh, that was thirsty for a winning NBA team to get over the hump. And the 76ers, with a thorough job search, decided on Doc Rivers, as the coach they wanted with open arms. They wanted to hire Doc Rivers. They were braggadocious about the hire, overlooking the many failures on Doc's resume, and there are lots from his time with the Clippers. And they're like, hey, listen, this guy's going to be in Philadelphia, and he's going to be great, and it's, it's more of the Clipper problem than a Doc Rivers problem. Oh, yeah? I hope you enjoyed the full Doc Rivers playoff experience. That was a classical simpatico type performance in the postseason for a Doc Rivers coached postseason team. We know the margins are thin in the postseason, but very few coaches have done less with more than Doc Rivers has done in the NBA. We saw it for years with the Clippers, those great Lob City teams with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and others, and they continually went belly up in big games, collapsing against teams they had more talent than. And, hmm, it happened yet again. But not with the Clipper uniform. Doc Rivers was coaching teams wearing the 76ers laundry. But what is the common denominator? That's right. Ding, 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 ding. The good doctor. Doc Rivers coached teams gag on hairballs in the postseason. It's what happens. It's what happens. You come to embrace it. You come to accept it. In this case, they choked on the cheesesteak. Doc Rivers has 29 losses with a chance to clinch a playoff series, the most losses by a head coach in NBA history. We've already documented over the time we've been here that Doc Rivers is the greatest gag artist when it comes to blowing a 3-1 to lead as a coach in the playoff series. But his 341 winning percentage in clinching playoff games of playoff series is the worst all-time among coaches with 20 or more opportunities, and it's not even close. Doc is in a class all by himself, and a class that you don't want to be in because you're the one wearing the dunce cap. Now, part B of this, Doc Rivers deserves the full brunt of the criticism. He's a likable guy. He doesn't usually get it because the media likes him. The NBA media kowtowed at Doc Rivers. It's a popularity contest, and I get it. He's a good quote. Doc's the kind of guy you would want as the master of ceremonies. Now, you want Doc Rivers out there, and you want him to uh, emcee your event, but you don't want him coaching your team in a closeout game, certainly not a game seven. But he was brought in under the false pretext of the missing link. Brent Brown uh, was blamed for past failures, and uh, Brown was Coach Brown was exiled. And excommunicated, trust the process. Which we don't have a problem with that, but if you're going to go out and hand pick your new coach and you're Daryl Morey, the smartest man in the NBA, Daryl Morey, right, just ask him; he'll tell you how smart he is. Uh, it's in this case hiring Doc Rivers. Well, I mean, what are you thinking? You think that that was just the the Clipper stank? No, it wasn't the Clipper stank. It was the Doc Rivers stank. And if the Clippers had gotten rid of this bum. Several years ago, they would have already advanced to a conference finals, which they now have. Thank God Doc is gone. 
coaching that team. His teams, we mentioned the common denominator, Doc Rivers coach teams, the players do not perform in pressure situations. Players that have reputations of being good players, they do not rise up with Doc Rivers as coach. And I'm not a big believer that coaching matters all that much in the NBA, but when you got a bad one, it does matter. It does become a problem, and Doc Rivers is on that list. It makes it all the more amazing, as we've said in previous episodes, that the Boston Celtics were able to win a championship with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and those guys, that they were able to win with Doc Rivers. That makes it all the more impressive that they overcame this guy as their coach and were able to win a championship. But as far as looking around the, the Sixers locker room, and while Doc gets most of the blame, it's really like shooting fish in a barrel. It's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Ben Simmons, has there ever been a more phony star player than Ben Simmons? And we were on this, we were on this ahead of most people. We said this a couple years ago. Liability. Late in games, Ben Simmons is a liability. He cannot play in crunch time. He plays like he's a gutless puke in those crucial moments at the end of games. And the Sixers tried. They played him most of the fourth quarter in Game 7. And how did that work out? The typical Ben Simmons package, which is equal parts anxiety, fear, panic, confusion, all those things set in. And Simmons attempted no field goals in the fourth quarter. I understand that you don't have to be a ball hog, and and, and there's like a fine balance between being the hero guy, playing hero ball. What is the opposite? Like Ben Simmons has created a whole new genre in the NBA. Most of the time, it's the ball hog. Like we we goof on Russell Westbrook because he shoots the ball every single time. He he doesn't share the ball much late in games, tries to take over and and be the hero. But what what do you call Ben Simmons? In, in the seven games, he shot in the fourth quarter three shots in the seven games in the fourth quarter, and there were several of those games. He, in the last three, he didn't even take a shot. And congratulations to Ben Simmons. You think of inept foul shooting. And the 76ers guard, Ben Simmons, he just shot 34% from the charity stripe, 34% in this playoff series, which is the lowest foul shooting in a single playoff in NBA history, minimum 70 attempts. Ben Simmons has done the impossible. He just had a worst, worst postseason shooting from the charity stripe than Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal's record has been broken. Shaq, the hack of Shaq, the man they created a term for, hack of Shaq, he shot 37.4%, and Ben Simmons, three percentage points, and then some below where Shaq was at his low water mark. And he's he's below Shaq, uh, Ben Simmons below Shaq. He's below Will Chamberlain. He's the worst of the worst. And, and, and while Joel Embiid, we like Joel Embiid, he continues to be exactly what Clint Capella of the Hawks said he was. He gave the scouting report out, and it showed up in several of the games Philadelphia lost at home. Joel Embiid has fatigue issues late in games. And so Philadelphia losing three times to Atlanta in their own gymnasium. Holy Doc Rivers, Batman. I mean, you talk about pie in the face. My goodness, that's not a tasty cake. That's a stinky cake is what it is. All right, now last word here. So the Hawks will play the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this guarantees to be a ratings debacle, but I'm not a television executive, and I don't work for the NBA, so I, I, I don't really care. Uh, if I did work for television, and if I was an advertiser, I would be worried. Uh, but the, the Hawks doing it because they took advantage of the extreme tight tookus syndrome that Philadelphia suffered for. Those guys on the Sixers, they needed by the end of the of the game there, Game 7, they needed a defibrillator. Uh, I mean, someone named, as we said, Kevin Herter, a totally unknown, had a totally tubular performance. And Atlanta wins with Trey Young having a John Starks-like performance in a big game, drowning for 75% of the night. He took uh, 16 shots, 
He was 2 of 16, 1 of 8 from three-point range over the first three quarters. He had 11 points. That was over the first 75% of the game, 2 of 16. He made one shot in the first half. And then in the fourth quarter, Trey Young, he wasn't great. He was 3 out of 7, but he made some big shots and 10 points down the stretch. And so Atlanta moves on. So you've got one star versus one star. Milwaukee's got one star. Giannis Adentacumbo. The Hawks have one star in Trey Young. More time to break that down. But let's circle back to the Sixers. The winds of change will be blowing in Philadelphia, just like the Sixers blew and sucked uh, in this series. Philadelphia is going to demand heads roll, that there's accountability. And I would expect several big names to be placed into a blender and hit the on button, and bland, bland, bland. Uh, Ben Simmons is at the very top of the list. Ben Simmons will be tossed on the auctioning block, guaranteed. Think of this as a red tag sale. And Ben Simmons can't be yours. You can buy him for a song. He can be bought for a song and a dance. And you'll hear his name tossed all around the rumor mill over the NBA offseason. Philadelphia will see what they can get for Simmons, if that's a viable option. Are they going to try again to reinvent the wheel? And then Doc Rivers is not guaranteed to return either. Doc's the guy that talks the talk, but his teams rarely, rarely walk the walk. And that's the reality of the situation. And so uh, that is where we are right now. All right, let's hear now in the locker room some of the post-game festivities here. And a soundbite for the ages, Doc Rivers asked point blank whether or not Ben Simmons, whether or not Ben Simmons can be a point guard for a championship team. And let's just say Doc, you'll hear the question and the answer. He stuttered a bit. Doc, you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. <laughs> you know, so I don't know the answer to that. What do you, uh, when you say get in the gym with him, what, uh, what needs to be done? I mean, obviously, this is, this is crushing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, that's between Ben and I. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so Doc, uh, he didn't say no. He just uh, tap danced around it. He tap danced around it. Right, here's more from uh, Doc Rivers, who's become the master. He's like a Jedi Knight in recent years of exiting stage left in the second round of the playoffs. And you can't blame the Clippers anymore. You can't blame, oh, the curse of the Clippers, all that bull crap the media comes up with. You can't come up, you can't blame that because they're in Philadelphia. They don't curse on the Sixers. They've had good teams over the years. Here's Doc Rivers, and you'll hear the question and the answer on his situation. Second year in a row where you know, your, your teams have been in good spots in the second round and it's, and it's not going your way. Um, is there an element, you know, of, of self-reflection that has to be done in that? And you know, is there other? What are the lessons to be learned for you? That we lost, and we want to win. You know, uh, if it was the same team, Austin, I would actually justify that question. But since it's two different teams, you know, um, listen, this team last year got swept in the first round. We had a chance to go to the championship, uh, to the Eastern Finals. I'm not going to make this into a negative year. Now, what about you, Doc? The question was more about you. I think to me that was more about Doc Rivers than it was the Sixers as a whole. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Round one to the Suns. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we ride the struggle bus coast to coast Border to border and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from under the moonlight, camouflaged by the darkness, the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here we are together again this hour, and our lead comes from the NBA. Two playoff games we've already documented in the previous hour. The demise of the Philadelphia 76ers and Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons in particular. If you want to hear that, the podcast will be up shortly after we get done with this show. You can hear us wax poetic about the Philadelphia Atlanta series. But we shift gears now to game one between the Clippers and the Suns, the Western Conference Finals, the NBA's Final Four. That's right, haters, the Clippers. Punching back to take down the overrated Utah Jazz over the weekend. But because the NBA schedule compact, we don't have time to regale you in amazing tales of Clipper domination over the final four games of the series against the Jazz. The Clippers spotting Utah two games, then coming back and winning four in a row. I was told by my friends in Salt Lake 
that the key was Mike Conley, that if Mike Conley played, the Jazz were going to dominate the Clippers. He came back. He played with Spider Mitchell. They played amazingly in one half, led by 25 points early in the second half and gave it all away. And the Clippers now into the Final Four for the first time in franchise history, which is really good for the NBA. It's good for the NBA that the Clippers have reached this point, but there's still work to be done. And the opening stanza in Phoenix on a Sunday afternoon, I don't know if you saw this or not, if you were watching, uh, I was. I was I was checking it out, playing my schedule around it. Devin Book, book it. 40 points. He had 13 rebounds, 11 assists. Back home, we call that a triple-double. And the Phoenix Suns take game one in the Valley of the Sun over the Clippers, 120 to 114. Yes, they did cover the point spread. Barely. The Suns were favored by four and a half. Phoenix was without Chris Paul, the COVID. The Clippers were missing Kawhi Leonard, and he's out with a bad knee. And the great Serge Ibaka, who led the NBA and blocked shots a couple times, he's been out for most of the postseason. Game two is on Tuesday night, but let's focus in on game one. The better story, as is the case, 99% of the time is in the losing locker room. So let us discuss. Now, the Suns feeling great and all that. The Clippers on the losing end, though. Is the glass half full or half empty for the Clippers? So we have the glass completely uh, full. Not only half full, it's completely full with a big pitcher of, Are you sure uh, about that? Yeah, of lemonade. Uh, right next to the glass. Now, my observations, you've got boxing parlance, the Lion King, and the law. And we will combine all of these things together into a marginal Maller monologue. Now, number one. Number one. If there is one thing that we have learned from the Clippers in this postseason, it is the word resiliency. Uh, They're the first team in NBA history to come back twice down 0-2 in a single postseason. Never happened before. A bunch of these gutless teams that fell behind 0-2, couldn't come back. Clippers have done it. And they did it against the golden boy of the NBA, Luka. Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. And then the breakout star, Spider Mitchell, and the number one seed, the big bad Utah Jazz. And now, now the Clippers are one game in the hole against Phoenix. And all things considered, the Clippers are in really good shape here. Really good shape. Ty Lue and the coaching staff, they have like 15 coaches, the Clippers. They got a coach for every player on the team and then some. But under the reign of Ty Lue, the Clippers have been able to master as uh, tacticians, if you will, in the early part of these playoff uh, series, the Clippers have embraced what in boxing parlance, if you're a fan of the sweet science, it's known as the feeling out process. Experimentation early in a fight to find out how well your opponent moves on their feet, in this case the Suns, how hard they punch, get as much intel as humanly possible, and it's that information that is essential Going forward, the Clippers have been painstakingly, meticulous, business-like early in these playoff series. And while doing that, they've still had a chance to win these games, those, those minute details. And they did it against the Mavericks game one. They had a shot to win that game. They lost it late. Utah, game one, had a chance to tie at the end of game one, had a lead in the fourth quarter of game two. All of this while just using their jab, just being surgical. Right, not just being kind of feeling out what's going on in that methodical approach. Now, the second thing, the real trickerization, if you will, to the feeling out process is being able to do it while you're still fighting. And that's, as we pointed out, that's what the Clippers have been doing. And they showed a propensity of doing that here in game one against the Suns. Did not play particularly well, and yet they were still matching Phoenix blow for blow, body blow, body blow, and the Clippers were coming back. Game one was tied 13 times. There were 20 lead changes in game one, and the Clippers were just kind of feeling out the opposition. You know, these teams are on level footing. Uh, They're very even teams. Many are being prisoners of the moment here and hoping 
hoping that uh, you know the, the, the Clippers go away. You're annoyed maybe with me or Clipper Daryl or you know he's in Phoenix by the way. Clipper Daryl's hanging out there in the Valley of the Sun. Got the message from Clipper Daryl there. He's hanging out. Uh, but uh, there's also a lot of people hopping on the Suns bandwagon, which is odd to me. After after one game, the reactionary types who think whatever they just saw is going to continue. These are the same people that were convinced the Mavericks were going to beat the Clippers because they won the first two, and Utah was going to beat the Clippers because they won the first two. It's a bunch of hogwash. But the Clippers are in what I call the Lion King mindset. Now, what is the Lion King mindset? It's Hakuna Matata. There are no worries for the people's team, the Clippers. This was a good loss. It was a good loss. Phoenix is the one who should be concerned in this, in this equation. I'll tell you why. The Suns shot 55% from the floor. They only turned the ball over seven times, and yet the game was tied at 93 going to the fourth quarter, and after Terrence Mann knocked down a three-ball late in the game, it was a 116-114 game, two-point game, 22 seconds left. The Clippers played their C or D game and still had a chance to win with the Suns playing as well as they could possibly play. It was anyone's game, and the Clippers did that with Kawhi Leonard not playing a single minute. And they also lost the great Marcus Morris to a left knee issue. He got knocked out. He played a few minutes in the second half and was knocked out of the game. Now, Devin Booker was great, but I am not convinced that Devin Booker's any better than Luka Doncic or Donovan Mitchell. They're essentially the same. They get great stats, and everyone goes crazy and gets all aroused by the stat sheet. But does it translate in winning the series? It didn't for Luka Doncic. He came up lame late in games. It didn't for Donovan Mitchell, who blew a 25-point lead in a closeout game. How embarrassing for Spider Mitchell and the Utah Jazz. The the Clippers have a, a recent track record here of beating that type of player. And again, Devin Booker, toss him into a bag with Doncic and Mitchell. It's the same type player. It's the same type player. All right, final point. Now, the low-information fan, the casual, will say, well, the Suns, they did all that, and they didn't have Chris Paul, and he's expected back soon, so watch out. The Clippers are in trouble. They're going to dominate. The Suns are going to dominate this series. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yawn. Cool your jets. All right, cool your jets. I'm going to tell you why. All right. You don't know which CP3 is going to walk through that door. He's played above that of a player of age 36. And remember the law, the law of averages. Chris Paul, when he does come back, is due for a regression to the mean. Extreme performances in athletic competition are followed up by more moderate ones. That's just the reality. You can disagree with it, but it's fact. And Chris Paul played beyond his means uh, over the last couple of playoff series here, and uh, the Clippers are getting him at the right spot. He's a fragile player. Who's to say he even makes it through the rest of the series? He comes back and starts playing. Let's say he plays in game two. There's no guarantee on that. But I'll take my chances with the Clippers. Now, with Kawhi Leonard and Marcus Morris now also dinged up, obviously other players are going to have to rise up and and perform at a high level here. And uh, I'm looking at Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann, to me, that's a mistake. There's one thing I'm going to nitpick, and you're going to nitpick the Clippers in game one. How does Terrence Mann become an afterthought in the offense? The guy was out of body against the Utah Jazz, and then only ended up taking four shots in game number one of the Western Conference Final. You've got to find a way to get him at least 10 shots. But for him to, Terrence Mann to not even make, or not even attempt five field goals, that's a mistake. All right. That, and that's an easily correctable mistake, especially with Marcus Morris going out. So the point is with Morris out, who knows if he's going to play in game two? And he's a key gunner. He was not a gunner in this game. And with Kawhi Leonard out, that some of these other guys like uh, Terrence Mann and also Luke Kennard, who only played about eight minutes in this game, are going to have to rise their performance up. And, you know, man, the guy was a rock star against the Jazz in the closeout game of the semifinals. You got to let him loose, let it rip, shoot early and shoot often. Now, you don't take horrific shots, but uh, but shoot. You might only take four shots. What are you, Ben Simmons? 
What's wrong with you? Come on, do better. Be better. All right, now let's hear from Paul George. Now, Paul George, by George, had an impressive stat line, but if I'm going to nitpick, you know, that's what I do here. I nitpick. I'm a professional nitpicker. Uh, Paul George's stat line, impressive, 34 points and all that. He took 26 shots, which is a problem, and it was really a problem in the fourth quarter. Even though the Clippers had a chance to win the game, Paul George was 0-5 in the fourth quarter and scored one point. That's not going to get her done. That's the Rajan Rondo was knocking down money balls in the fourth quarter in the final few minutes of that game and was effective. And but the, the things I would simple changes. Terrence Mann shoot the ball more. Uh, and Demarcus Cousins, he actually played pretty well in the first half, did not play well in the second half. But we're talking about Paul George, the man of the hour here, and a PG thirteen saying that there's some things that need to be tweaked. We just got to find a way to adjust. Um, this is a different caliber team than the other two teams we faced. A little bit more guard play. And so, you know, we just we got to figure out how to counter, um, which we will. Um, we'll, you know, figure out a, a, another game plan. A lot of us. Uh, here's more from Paul George. And uh, he pointed out, we talked about in the, the first two playoff series for the Clippers against Dallas and Utah, as they, they're like a boxer. There's a feeling out process, and as the series goes on, they generally perform better. Here's Paul George yapping about that. As much as uh, you know, we wanted this one, I think this was just a good uh, fill-out game to see you know, adjustments. Uh, we've been great at adjusting, and um, you know, we've, we've been great at uh, playing better um, as the series goes on. On and on and on. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There we go. All right. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Coop Galoop. So there was a report this weekend that Ben Simmons' trade value is dropping around the league after his bad playoffs performance. It's not really a surprise. Uh, but my question for you, Ben, is this. Would you take Lonzo Ball over Ben Simmons at this point? No. I, I'm down on Ben Simmons like everyone else. He's a flawed player. He's a liability. But so is Lonzo Ball in a different way. At least Lonzo is willing to shoot the ball in the fourth quarter of games. But Ben Simmons, for 75% of the game, is fine. Lonzo Ball is an average NBA guard. Ben Simmons is an above-average guard who's got some issues. Next! Social media was in a frenzy this weekend after it discovered that Anthony Davis and LeBron James started following Russell Westbrook's wife on Instagram. Oh, my God. Yes, Ben, is this a non-story or a uh, harbinger of things to come? No, it's a huge story. I'm praying that Russell Westbrook joins the Lakers. I hope for you, Coop. Russ would provide tremendous content for the radio show. would be great to watch the soap opera as the world burns play out in Hollywood. And uh, Russell, you imagine Russell Westbrook, the Stat Bandit, and LeBron James side by side. Sign me up. Buckle up. How great would that be? I think there's something here. There's something brewing. All right, next. It was reported on Friday that if and when RG3 decides to retire, Fox and ESPN are in a bidding war for his broadcasting bidding services. Bidding war. Yes. Uh, they, reportedly, they were reportedly blown away by his audition. Do you think RG3 is going to be a star? No, it's highly unlikely. He does have the cockiness and the smugness from his playing days, but there's no self-deprecating humor with RG3. And this, again, another example of the jockocracy of sports television. My God. How do we do, Koopa Loop? Fail this edition. That's a winner. Put it on the board. Yee! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. And who in the world of sports needs their advice? Who is calling out saying, please, Maller Militia. Help us. Help us. It could be a team. It could be a star athlete, a prominent coach, a media member. Maybe it's a fan. 
Well, this week, it is an entire team. The personification of suck is in the Valley of the Sun. The Arizona Diamondbacks have lost 17 straight games. They got swept by the Los Angeles Dodgers over the weekend. The D-backs are on the longest losing streak in team history. They have lost 30 of 32 overall, 40 of their last 45. And Arizona is closing in on the record for losses in the wild card era, which started uh, back in the mid-90s there. 19 games is the longest losing streak. That was back for the Royals in 2005. So advice to the Arizona Diamondbacks on how to actually win a game. They haven't done it. In uh, in a very long time here, 17 straight losses, 30 of 32, 40 of 45 they have lost. 877-99 on Fox gets you on the radio, 877-996-6369. Let's go to you on line one. You're on the air, line one, go. Blair, it's okay to masturbate, just don't get caught red-handed. All right, line two, your next year advice to Arizona. And great advice there. Lost 17 straight games, the Diamondbacks. Hello, line number two. Uh-huh. Right, line t- there line two's not man. there. Parent man. Okay, uh, a little late on the, on the get up there. Line three, your next year. Diamondbacks have lost 17 straight advice to Arizona's beleaguered baseball team. I'm Fudgy Kamal, and I'm a loser like Doc Rivers. Yeah, there you go. All right, I like that. Line uh, four, your next line four. Hello, you're on the air. Go. Kawhi Leonard is listing listed day-to-day pending the results of his prostate All right, thank you. Your deuce, Kawhi. Line five, line five, your next line five. You're on the air. Go. Ben, I would look whoever square in the eye and say, you like up here something, Miller? <laughs> All right, thank you. Missed that. Line six, you are next. Line six is advice to the Diamondbacks. You're live on the air. Unscreened radio, 877-99 on Fox. Hello, line six. Put some cork in those bats. Yeah. Hey, why not? It's worked. Uh, Use buzzers. That's what the Astros did right back in the day. All right, you're next. We'll go back to line one. We're giving advice to the Diamondbacks. How to end a 17-game losing streak, the longest in team history. Hello, line one. I think they should support a Daryl Strawberry Rex Chapman 2024 election bill. Okay, thank you. I uh, needed that. Line two, you're next. Hello, line two. Line two, not paying attention. Bad job by you, line two. We'll blow your ass up. Get out of here, line two. We'll move over to line three. Diamondbacks have lost 30 of 32, 40 of 45. How can they win a game? Line number three. Yeah, Ben, maybe they should watch the team with the best winning percentage in the American League, the Astros. Well, the, the cheaters, I wouldn't watch them. I mean, why would you want to watch a bunch of cheaters? What kind of call is that? It's a bullcrap call. Bad job by you. All right, we'll move on. Line four is next. Advice to the Arizona Diamondbacks how to win a game. They've lost 17 straight overall, 40 of 45. It has been bad to the bone on the highway to hell. Hello, line four. They have to go to the Bad News Bears League. There you go. Where's the Bad News Bears League? Do we know where that is? All right. Uh, we'll go back. Why don't we jump over to line one? Line one, you're next. Advice to the Diamondbacks. 877-99 on Fox. Arizona's lost 17 straight games, 30 of 32. Hello, line number one. They need to stop playing baseball and sell snake oil. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of money in snake oil. I mean, the reason they, they you know, people paid big money. If you if you read, I've read books on snake oil. That was the original infomercial. Snake oil. And that and these magical beans that you could plant that would end a drought. and It's all bull crap, but they made a lot of money doing that. Hello, line number two. You're next, line two. Yeah, they need to call Deshaun Washington or Box Crap to get set up for a massage. Yeah. Well, the good thing about a Deshaun Watson massage, you're always going to get a happy ending. You're always going to get the happy ending. All right, uh, or Bob Kraft, for that matter. Line five. Hello, line five. The recipe for success is to pay off the officials and cheat your ass off like they've been doing in New England for 20 years now. 20 years. All right. Our buddy in Maine. I wonder what happened to you. You hadn't called that much recently. All right. We'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop. The final call. 
on the instant advice line for the Arizona Diamondbacks. have lost 17 straight, 30 of 32. Kubaloop. Line one. Line one. You're on the air. Line one. Go. Doc, Mike, I want to give you a golden shower. All right. Thank you. <laughs> The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.